does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, we have more basketball. Kind of a snowy, ugly, you know, it's just tough out there tonight, so be careful. And we'll talk some college basketball, too. Right now, though, we turn it over to the star of the show. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the man. Great to be with you and Corbin. Let's start with the Indiana Hoosiers because Indiana goes down once more. Now back-to-back losses for the Hoosiers who fall to Wisconsin tonight. Indiana down 13 points at halftime and go down 91-79. Now Indiana did play a whole lot better in the second half. In fact, the Hoosiers outscored the Badgers in half number two, 53-52. The unfortunate part for IU, they could not get stops as Wisconsin, the number 11 team in the land, holds court yet again at the Kohl Center. IU has lost 20 straight games in Madison dating back to 1998, almost improbable to think about. Malik Renew had the best night of any Hoosier, 28 points, 8 rebounds. He was 12 of 21 from the field. Renew did most of the work. Mackenzie Mbako had a strong second half, 17 points on the night, along with four boards. IU, though, they did make some threes down the stretch. However, Wisconsin shot 59% from the field and 47% from deep. So IU back to the drawing board. They'll take on the Iowa Hawkeyes on Tuesday night at Assembly Hall. And speaking of Iowa, they'll battle Purdue tomorrow afternoon. A big one to look forward to for Boiler fans. Let's check in with some high school basketball. On the boys' slate, some games postponed, but many did get in, including in the bi-county tournament. They completed both games today. John Glenn hammered Triton 60-44 to and LaVille by a pair over Bremen 48-46. Five overtime games to speak of as well. Anderson over Harrison West Lafayette 54-52 OT. Carroll Fort Wayne won by 12, but overtime required over Fort Wayne South. 74-62 was the final. Franklin defeated Whiteland 58-55 in extra time. Merrillville, this is the latest one coming in, survives versus Portage OT 61-59. And Seymour, a five-piece on Bedford North Lawrence in OT 47-42. Some more high school basketball scores. Let's go to Newcastle's three-point win over Yorktown, 66-63. It was New Palestine rocking Ron Colley, 77-60. Noblesville crushed Franklin Central, 61-31. And Peru escaped against Lafayette Central Catholic by a penny, 41-40. It was Plainfield, 61. Mooresville, 42. Plymouth defeated Wawasee, 49-44. Wabash crushed North Miami, 70-26. It was Woodland over Heritage by just a one-piece, 52-51. Whitco doubled up Northfield. Final was 66-33. It was Lafayette Jeff, a good win over Marion, 78-72. Kokomo has no issue with Muncie Central. Final was 62-39. Franklin 
excuse me, Frank 10 over Blackford, 57-39. It was Brownsburg, 62, Westfield, 56, and Angola beat Churubusco, 56-45. To the Pacers, Pascal Siakam's Indiana debut tonight in Portland. These are his first career points as a Pacer, as called by Mark Boyle. 6-5 Indiana, Halliburton, center of the floor, Siakam. Driving to his right, hits the wing, pulls up from 15. That is a smooth stroke. We've seen it many times over the last seven-plus seasons. Pascal Siakam is really going to add something to this team. Yes, he is. A guy who's comfortable in the mid-range. He scores in a variety of ways. That's Mark Boyle along with Eddie Gill. Pascal Siakam, 12 points and two rebounds so far in his Pacer debut. Blow and go do trail the Trailblazers 56-52. to That's with under two minutes left in the second quarter at the moment. Other notables, Tyrese Halliburton playing. He has missed the last five games with that hamstring issue. Halliburton limited minutes. He has three points along with six assists. 12 points so far for Buddy Heald. Miles Turner has scored 14 again in the debut of Pascal Siakam. ECHL hockey, the Indy Fuel beat the Kalamazoo Wings in overtime 3-2. to two, And the Fort Wayne Comets shut out the Worcester Rattlers 4 nothing. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school basketball tonight on the boys' side. Seymour beats Bedford North Lawrence 47-42 in overtime. With me, head coach of the Owls, Kirk Manns. Coach, congratulations on, uh, I'm counting it here, the fourth game you've been in overtime. And uh, that's your, what, third win, third overtime win? Yeah, I think you're missing one. I think that's five, five this year. Five. Yeah, it's it's perfectly yeah. uh, for me since I don't see well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is five. I know that I know there's a great sense of pride in being able to win uh, those kinds of games. There's also got to be just a little bit in in your mind of going, fellas, why do we make it so tough on ourselves? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but no, no, you got to no, applaud no. their resiliency to battle back. Yeah, well, we we had a pretty good lead uh, starting the third quarter, and it, it uh, dwindled away. Uh, Bedford's got they're very well coached. Uh, they've got a couple shooters, and uh, you know our kids deserve a lot of credit tonight. Uh, uh, they fought back a couple guys, Brady Harp and Brett Perry, scored double figures. But more importantly, they were they were tasked with the uh, you know the the load of uh, stopping a couple very good shooters tonight, right. and they were able to do that and slow them down. And so they were able to do that, and we got. To, you know, good mileage again out of uh, Jalen Johnson, who continues to be consistent for us, and and uh, they're they're a good team. Bedford does a nice job. Coach got got, got Lefsky does a great job. Uh, they run their sets and mm-hmm. they, they make it. They make you play defense longer than you should have to. Sounds a little bit like your team. They are a lot like our team. Um, uh, their their guys do a, a really good job. They've. Uh, the role players know their job. They take a lot of pride in it, and, and our guys are doing a good job. As that, well, there's a lot of similarities similarities between their team and our team. And tonight was a it was it was a battle. And uh, you know, I, uh, the score doesn't uh, indicate much of an offensive showing. And uh, we were really good defensively in the in the first half. And uh, you know, we had, we 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 had an 11 point lead, and uh, you know, didn't give up a lot of points in the first half. And uh, uh, you know, we expend a lot of energy on the defensive end, and it catches up to you uh, in the second half at some point, and it did tonight, and they fought back. And uh, we were really good in the overtime. Uh, we, we made some energy plays. Brady Hart made a great energy play, and uh, Jalen Johnson did, and um, kind of lifted us. Uh, uh, energy level went up. The momentum turned in our way. 
got a couple easy baskets and then got a couple stops and and were able to get out of there and uh, it was it was a really good win for us tonight you know it's this situation too where you you get uh, late in a game, as many of these overtime games as you've been in, there has to be a certain calm about your guys having been through it and been successful, as you mentioned, uh, a number of times. And so, you know, you don't set out to have that type of ball game, but your kids understand that there's no panic, there's no quit. They understand what they have to do to win those types of situations. Yeah, we did. We do. We've done a nice job in those situations. We've had good fortune. We've made some timely shots and and gotten timely stops. And you know, having played in so many close games, our our, our kids do have a, a confidence about them and a calmness mm-hmm. about them. And and uh, you know, it was almost tonight. You know, it, it wasn't. Oh my gosh, here we go. It was. Well, we got them where we want. Them. Right. So right. You know, right. and and uh, <laughs> let's go out and keep 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 battling and keep guarding and. Uh, our guys have done a really good job uh, of, of, of battling on the defensive end this year and, like I said, making some timely shots and, and, and getting some stops when we need them. 13-3. and three. Um, Take me back to the beginning. Uh, would you 13-3 something you thought you could do with this group at this stage? Well, I guess you always hope that. Uh, but, uh, you know, our, our, our December is, is, is pretty tough. Um, you know, we're loaded up in the beginning of the season, and and uh, uh, not that it ever lightens up. Uh, we've we've got Scottsburg tomorrow night, and uh, right, um, right. And and I don't think Scottsburg played tonight. I think their game was canceled due due to weather, and so we've got a fresh Scottsburg coming over. But uh, uh, you know, you, you always hope that you you have a, a year like that, and uh, we've had so many close games, and uh, and you know this that, that that the ball bounced in our way. There's no doubt about that, and. Uh, you know, I feel uh, obviously good and blessed where we're at right now and uh, just, just hopeful that uh, we got enough left in the tank tomorrow night after another overtime game to, to battle with Scottsburg. Well, I appreciate you taking time after a game like that to call me. It means a lot. means more than you can understand. I, I appreciate it. Kirk Manns, the head coach at Seymour tonight in overtime. They beat uh, Bedford North Lawrence 47-42, taking on Scottsburg tomorrow night. Coach, thanks so much. Hope we're talking tomorrow night. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. That's a lot of a lot of overtime games. All right, scoreboard update coming up. We're talking more basketball. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Halftime in Portland, the Trailblazers on top of the Pacers. That's a 64-53 score at half. Tyrese Halliburton returned from that hamstring injury. He's got four points and six assists so far on the evening. And, of course, Pascal Siakam's Indiana debut, 12 points in 16 minutes on five of seven shooting. This, his first career three as a pacer, as called by Mark Boyle. 
Brogdon down the left side, gets under the hoop, across the lane left to right. Up top, moving Walker down the left side, a collision with Turner, no whistle either way, and Turner rebounds the miss, the Pacers are running. Smith has it, far corner, good clean look for Siakam, and he knocks down a three. Great offense there, advance of the basketball by Halliburton, Neesmith attacks the paint, kick out for an easy corner three. Mark Boyle and Eddie Gill on the Pacers radio network, the audio cut by the great Eddie Garrison, who is just across the hall producing Pacers right now. Again, Indiana down by 11 at halftime. The Indiana Hoosiers fell to the Wisconsin Badgers tonight, 91-79. IU down 13 points at half. Indiana then outscored Wisconsin by a penny in the second half, but too little too late at that point because of that first-half deficit. Wisconsin has beaten IU again in Madison. IU has not won there since 1998. High school basketball giving you a couple scores from the 260. Fort Wayne Lures over Fort Wayne Dwanger, 54-46. Fort Wayne Snyder beat Fort Wayne Concordia 49-44. And Fort Wayne Wayne blasted Fort Wayne Northrop 77-54. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Please join Greg Rakestraw and me. On Sunday night from 5 until 7 p.m., we will be uh, bringing you the pairings show for the upcoming girls' state finals championship presented by the Indiana Pacers and the Indiana Fever live from the IHSAA headquarters. And um, if you, I can't imagine you haven't heard a pairing show, but if in fact you haven't, uh, you really should. We'll bring you all that information. Uh, live, as I mentioned, from the IHSA headquarters. We'll start with 1A North and go 1A South uh, and 2A North, 2A South, all the way through 4A. We'll have a conversation with the commissioner of the IHSA, Paul Neidig, uh, assistant commissioner, uh, Janie Ulmer, and um, set the stage for what we know is going to be a fun, fun tournament. Uh, and it gets started you know, next week will be the last week of the regular season, and the following Tuesday, we'll uh, we'll start it for real. And so, uh, we're at that time of year. And again, if you're trying to gauge when you might be able to hear your particular sectional, I think the easiest way to look at it is we're going to start it at at five, have a conversation with the commissioner, uh, and then go into one a north. Um, Probably no more than 10 minutes on each particular geographic area. Uh, do the math. We've got two hours. We have, um, I think, uh, what is it, 13 breaks, I believe it is. I don't have that info. <laughs> I should know that info, <laughs> but I will. Uh, and so uh, be ready. Allot yourself, uh, allow us the time, 10 minutes or so for each particular geographic um, matching, if you will. So 1A North will take us somewhere between 7 and 10 minutes. 1A South, the same thing. So it goes quickly. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Our, our, our goals are very simple. We want to do the – we want accurate information. We want you to hear all of the score, all of the uh, matchups, and we want to make sure you know when and where. Uh, we're going to try as best we can to mention as many – uh, once we've done those pairings, we're going to try to mention as many schools and players and coaches as we can. 
in in the brief time we have. You can see this. It's different. Uh, Greg and I do the basketballs. Uh, Paul Condry and I do the football. Football is um, none of these are easy. <laughs> I'm just telling you, they're they're not they're fun. Uh, they're challenging, um, but you have to understand that when we do football, we have like 315 schools and we do basketball. Um, I think we're looking over 400. So uh, in this and in, within the same time frame. So we are uh, if it seems like we're going fast, uh, that's because we are. And um, you can always, uh, if you're not able to catch us on the IHSA Champions Network, either radio or uh, the stream, then you go to the IHSA.org and, and check it out uh, online and find out who your who your team's going to be playing. All right, Brendan King, I need you to um, give me what's up with the Pacers right now. Tell me what's going on. Sorry, Coach. Yeah, uh, down at halftime to the Trailblazers, score 64-53, and you know how the NBA works. <laughs> 11 points in the <laughs> NBA, that's that's nothing, right? <laughs> I mean, if it's right. a college game, uh, right? You can get rid of that in a second. No, hey, I need you to hang on for one second. Yep, yep. I need to talk – I need to talk to John Herrick from the IU Sports Network. John Herrick, uh, IU at Wisconsin. John, thanks so much for the call. I know you're squeezed on on time. This was a, a disappointing loss on the road to the Badgers tonight. Yeah, yeah, Bob. Still haven't won uh, at the Kohl Center since the late 90s. Yeah. And, uh, wow. It's just, you know, I mean, things – it seems to be a pattern with this team. They get off to a good start. Um, you know, they get up 10-5 to 5 early, and you think they might be in a good position to continue right. uh, the right. role. And then they um, – as soon as Wisconsin took a 13-12 to 12 lead, it just felt like they kept hitting more shots after more shots after more shots, and Indiana couldn't get anything to drop. They only had one made three at halftime, and – you know, it, it didn't feel like they weren't playing hard, but then Wisconsin's right. just Wisconsin's just got a great tournament resume. They just do um, several quad one wins, and 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 as a top fifth ranked fifteen team in a, in the country for a reason. And they were angry about the way they played earlier this week when they lost to Penn State. So you knew they'd come out uh, hungry and motivated. And um, you know, they just uh, every time Indiana made a run, they always had an answer. Well, I mean, it's it's unbelievable that they haven't won. They IU hasn't won uh, at Wisconsin in that many years, and uh, just it's it's mystifying as why they haven't because some really good basketball teams have gone up there and lost basketball games, and so uh, I don't know if it's a hex or whatever, but. Uh, you know, they – I mentioned this at the early part of the show, John. It's hard to win in conference play. You're understanding it. You're seeing it firsthand. You know, over 60% of the time, 70% of the time, the road team loses when they're playing a Big Ten game. Yeah, and, and that's why you had to get – you know, you really had to put a better performance together against Purdue on Tuesday, knowing that you had Wisconsin coming up. And the good news is, is that you now have at least over a week – uh, before you get ready to play Illinois, another top 25 ranked team, right. which is uh, coming right. up on the 27th. So, um, it, you know, and again, Wisconsin is a, is a is a different team this year. They were solid last year, it, not not terrible, but they weren't great. This year, I think they could be. You know, they are leading the Big Ten right now. Everybody is looking up to them uh-huh. uh, in uh-huh. the Big Ten. So they're they're they are definitely a force to be reckoned with. 
um, and they're not going to be an easy out for anyone. Give me some positives on on the on the loss tonight. Give me some things that people can get excited about this Hoosier team. Well, it, it was hard. First of all, I thought they battled extremely hard in the second half. Huh. Shot sixty-seven percent uh-huh. after being down by twenty-three. So you don't quit. You don't give up. You fight. You battle. You stay in it. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the play of Malik Renew. He had twenty-eight points on twelve of twenty-one shooting eight rebounds, he almost had a double-double, and when you do all that without Khalil Ware, that's that's a good sign. And also, you got to give a lot of credit to Peyton Sparks, who had to come in and start because Khalil Ware couldn't play with his leg injury. So Sparks comes in, and not having played mm-hmm. a lot this year, gives mm-hmm. Indiana seven points, grabs two rebounds. Right. Not a great free-throw shooter, but somehow made three or four foul shots. So uh, mm. you got to like the way he battled. Um, again, it, it wasn't an issue of effort. It's just an issue of you've got to play consistently well for 40 minutes. IU made a right. great run to cut the deficit down to seven at 49-42, but then you let Wisconsin go on a 10-0 run, and now you're right back in the uh, – you're now right back behind the eight ball. So it, it's, it's getting yourself at a position where you can play consistently strong basketball is what Indiana's got to really work on. Not having Ware was a big loss. When's, what's the expectation on when he might return? Yeah, that's uh, that was a little surprising. Uh, didn't know anything about his injury until he got until the the team got to the arena um, and saw him in a walking boot. Um, so I don't not sure about about when his availability will be. Uh-huh. But again, the good news for him is you, you got more than a week to, right, to heal right. up, and, you, and and they will practice. So he'll go back out there, and I'm sure. Um, you know, warm up and practice with the rest of the team to see how that leg heals. But if he, if for some reason he is out um, a little bit longer than you would expect, at least you know that Peyton Sparks can give you some minutes, um, and and basically you can get some better. You, you know, Malik Renew can be counted on. Malik Renew, honestly, uh, Bob might be Indiana's best three point shooter uh, with the way mm-hmm. he can shoot it from the outside. So. Uh, and then McKenzie and Baco starting to really come into his own. He had 17 points and was shooting the ball pretty well. So um, with wear out, other guys, you know, know they have to step up and right. they're starting to do that. IU losing at Wisconsin, 91-79, the final from the IU Sports Network. John Herrick. John, thank you so much for the call. I, I know, again, you, you time is of the essence for you. Thanks for your time and have a safe trip. Not a problem, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up, scoreboard update with Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last run of everything we've got before you tell you what's coming up on your sports Saturday tomorrow. That's at 11.45. Five overtime games across high school boys basketball tonight, beginning with Anderson beating Harrison West Lafayette 54-52. It was Carroll Fort Wayne topping Fort Wayne South 74-62 in OT. Elsewhere in extra time, Franklin by a triple over Whiteland. 58-55 was the final. 
Also, Maryville got the best of Portage by a deuce, 61-59. That required overtime. And as you heard earlier, Seymour 47, Bedford North Lawrence 42 in extra time. A couple of overtime games and girls hoops as well. Mooresville 53, Plainfield 47 in OT. And Brownsburg got the best of Westfield in extra time, 59-57. Well, again, the Indiana Hoosiers, better second half, not a good first half. Down 13 and a half time in Wisconsin. Indiana outscored Wisconsin in the second half 53-52, but it was too little too late. IU goes down 91-79. Hoosiers are 12-7, 4-4 in the Big Ten with Iowa coming up next. That's on Tuesday. And keep in mind, tomorrow, Iowa faces off with number two, Purdue. Imagine imagine having Purdue as a tune-up game to get ready for Indiana. That is just death in the Big Ten. It is a murderer's row almost of conference opponents checking in with the pacers right now indiana they were down 11 at halftime they've already cut it to one 735 left third quarter portland 71 indiana 70 pascal siakam's got 16 i'm brendan king welcome back this is indiana sports talk it's brought to you by indiana donor network kip westner from Usher Basketball Magazine joins me, the finest publication of its kind in the world, and it's out there waiting for you to buy it. You need to go online to HoosierBasketballMagazine.com or pick up the phone, go to social media too, all that, or old school, 317-925-8200. Kip Westner, how are you tonight? Well, I'm doing well. Uh, it was a little bit of a bad luck, uh, bad luck day with the weather. Uh, not to bore yeah. you with just some games, but listen to this. What are the chances? Chesterton at Crown Point. Tony was lined up to go there. Spring no, Valley. No way. Paoli. We had right, like right. That. Frank right. at Blackford. Truman. My, my guy Dale was going to try and do double dip after the first one. Crawfordsville at Fountain Central. And then Rensselaer Central Girls at Hamilton Heights and myself, I was going to hit the doubleheader Northview at Indian Creek. That literally was the schedule Thursday night, and we were 0 for 6. That's really (laughs) hard to imagine that it's even possible that those were the games that were now. There are obviously some really good games, but the weather kind of trumped us tonight. Now, I was able to... Uh, make it to a boys girls doubleheader. I went to the Perry Meridian Martinsville uh, right, boys right. game, and I'll tell you, Martinsville girls last year they were zero and twenty five, and this year mm. with a new mm. coach Dave Knuckles, they have won eight games. They beat Perry Meridian and uh, Martinsville and Perry Meridian split their doubleheader. But uh, shout out to the Martinsville girls because right. uh, eight wins is. Uh, uh, vast improvement from where they, right. where they had been. Right. So, but, yeah, well, we're going to try yeah. again tomorrow. You know how that goes. <laughs> if, if at first you fail, you right. just pick yourself right. up and right. hit another set of games. So. Well, I'll tell you what, you should, uh, w- with your problems, imagine hosting a radio show that is a, a post-game show and there are no games. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you, so you, you feel my pain. Uh, I knew that the weather was going to impact the schedule. I didn't realize it was going to impact it like it did. And so uh, 
it has been a slow night doing what I do. I'm so glad you called, and I know you're ready uh, for Sunday night for the pairing show. Are you not? Well, I am. Um, I've been working on distribution, so it's it's hard for me to turn my attention to uh, you know any project until one's completed. But uh, right. yes, the the idea of girls sectional draw is is always exciting because uh like we've talked about on numerous occasions that hamilton county sectional oh, yeah. i think there are four yeah. teams easily maybe all six that feel like they can win three games but boy if you only have to play two games it makes a big difference in fact noble i don't know this for sure but i think that they're oh and oh against the sectional but i would not count out noblesville on any on any uh tournament that is played uh the first week of february so uh and that regional you know that regional could have what fort wayne schneider it could have columbia city and whatever hamilton county winner is so uh, I believe last week we talked a little bit about the Lawrence North, uh, Lawrence Central game that I went to. They've played twice this year, and Lawrence mm-hmm. Central has beaten them twice, but I'm sure that Lawrence North is kind of licking their chops, hoping that they get another shot at them in the, in the sectional and sectional 10. So, yes, the idea of how the draw comes together, there will be a lot of right. people anxious to see how that um, uh, unfolds. Well, number one, we say it every year, and I think it's you know, it's goes by so quickly. It gets here so fast, and it just seems like it's unbelievable how quickly it is. And in doing my preparation for the pairing show, I was just struck by the numbers of sectionals that are really, really, really good. I mean, you're you're talking. Uh, everybody in sectionals has a winning record uh, and have played good schedules. And, you know, you you look at some of those, I'm just struck by the numbers of really how balanced some of these sectionals really are. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean, I I mean, throughout all the classes. And so I think all this bodes well for another great tournament because I'm not exactly sure, uh, I don't know what your magazine in terms of uh, who your top picks are, but I think it's a pretty balanced uh, situation. Well, I do too. In fact, you look at, like, for instance, and I know it's not a traditional regional with 24 teams feeding through like it used to be, but you look at, like, 3A North where you have 21 through 24. I mean, that Twin Lakes sectional, for instance, it's got Benton Central, Frankton, North Montgomery, Rensselaer Central, Twin Lakes and West Lafayette. I mean, right, that right. is, and Rensselaer's done really well. Rensselaer's beaten a lot of those teams throughout the year, but, but right, Twin Lakes, right. you know, they're impressive. And West Lafayette, I mean, and that's just one grouping. Even uh, the McConaughey sectional with uh, Belmont and um, Mississippi, Northwestern, Norwell, you know, Norwell, Norwell yeah. City earlier. Uh, right. So, yes, that, that, that group really has caught my attention. You know, we a lot of times we talk about the Class A South where it's 61 through 64. Right. And how right. much, you know, just talent has come through because I think they've represented the South in the state finals maybe 14 out of 15 years or something along those lines. It's written in the Future Basketball Magazine story about how that regional area has dominated but that 3A just caught my attention when I was doing the magazine because 
there's, you know, anybody could come out of that group and feel really good about winning, you know, four games in a row just to advance to the semi-state. So, yeah. I felt the same way when I was doing my prep. You know, you get Rensselaer Central's number one, West Lafayette number 12, Belmont number three. You know, that's sectionals 22 and 23. Um, just start there, and, and you're looking at the records of the teams that are playing in this. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, the Twin Lakes sectional, Rensselaer Central undefeated, uh, Western's 150, Benton Central's 120. How am I doing so far? I mean, it's unbelievable. Just, I mean, it really, yeah, it underscores, really yeah, like you say, it underscores how good all of them are. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to – it doesn't really send a shiver down your spine, but it's 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 too bad for the fact that there's going right. to be some really good teams that aren't able to advance. And you know how much oh, of a right. tournament is. You know how exciting just the sure. anticipation is for the game. and. That draw is going to come out, and you're going to have two dynamic teams that are going to play on Tuesday, and one of them going home. And I know that's the competition. Yeah. I know that's what we love, but it's also like there's a lot of sweat and tears that go into a season. It's oh, so my. long. The grind of just getting through the the winter months in Indiana, and uh, it, it's what makes it great for the team that advances, but it's also a little heartbreaking it's, for yeah, I mean, it really is. When you stop and think about, you know, starting out as a, a little girl or a little boy, and uh, especially a little girl since girls' uh, tournaments first uh, on the calendar, they've started with, you know, playing uh, at a young age and travel ball and, you know, and your family. You, you're, you're invested in this as a family. This, this is a big, big deal. And then it literally comes to a screeching halt. And can on that on that uh, Tuesday night first round of the sectional, it, it can end so quickly. And all of those years go by suddenly, and it is over. And that is a hard, hard adjustment to make. And, and it is very emotional, and it should be. Yeah, I can remember when uh, we had the non-class basketball Final Four, and Pat Roy would talk about the semifinal losses because you get to the state finals and the championship game, and, yeah, one team's going to lose. But you, you're playing that the afternoon game, and two teams, right. you know, they have, right. they have the taste of that state championship situation, and two teams go home. And I just remember her talking about how, uh, how, how much that means to the teams that aren't able to advance. But uh, one little quick thing here, if I can, Bob, in the Hoosier hey, basketball you need to – go ahead, sorry – no, hang on, because we're right now. We're right up against it. So hang on. Okay. We'll, we'll, when we get back, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about the magazine. Okay. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Pascal Siakam's Pacers debut. Indiana's down by six in the third quarter, 2.52 to go in that quarter of play. 81-75, the Trailblazers up on the blue and gold. This, the first basket in the Pacers career of Pascal Siakam. 6-5 Indiana, Halliburton, center of the floor, Siakam. Driving to his right, hits the wing, pulls up from 15. That is a smooth stroke. We've seen it many times over the last seven-plus seasons. Pascal Siakam is really going to add something to this team. Yes, he is. A guy who's comfortable in the mid-range. He scores in a variety of ways. That's Mark Boyle and Eddie Gill on the Pacers radio network describing the action. Again, third quarter of play. I mean, heck, this this game might go until about 1 o'clock. So if you're driving right now, you can definitely catch the tail end of it. Pacers and the Blazers in Portland. All right, here's your college basketball slate tomorrow. Noon start at the Coliseum, IUPUI. Hosting Robert Morris, Greg Rickstrong, Coach Level with the call. Two o'clock starts for the following. Number two, Purdue is at Iowa. Of course, the Hawkeyes battle Purdue tomorrow. And then IU on Tuesday after the Hoosiers lost to Wisconsin tonight, 91-79. Miami of Ohio travels to Ball State at two o'clock, as does Purdue-Fort Wayne at Cleveland State. Four o'clock start as Valparaiso hosts UIC. Hinkle Fieldhouse, a four o'clock start too. The Butler Bulldogs go against the DePaul Blue Blue Demon and Biggie's play. And then a Missouri Valley battle at 6 o'clock. Evansville visits Drake. Some ECHL hockey tomorrow as well. Toledo Walleye at the Indy Fuel at 7. And a 7.30 start. The Worcester Rallers at the Fort Wayne Comets. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. Kip Westner from Hoosier Basketball Magazine rejoins us talking about the world's greatest magazine of its kind. All right, what's happening magazine-wise? Well, I just wanted to uh, mention that we're going to be out at a number of uh, games tomorrow, the PCC tournament up north. Uh, that was always a Chuck DeMar right. hallmark. But uh, my new guy, Tony Velasquez, he's going to be there for the semifinals of that. And then um, got a big game, Northeast of Boys uh, playing Springs Valley. So Dale's going to oh, make yeah. a trip down south for, yep. for that game. and. I think I'm going to be able to check out uh, number one Fishers, uh, 4A for boys. Uh, they're hosting Carroll of Allen County in Fort Wayne. So that's a few places where you can uh, maybe find the Hoosier Basketball Magazine. But what I wanted to mention as we were leaving, on page 60, 65 of the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, the headline says, Burbuff versus Garen, a game to gander. And I know tonight, you know, I uh, there's not a full schedule, but I know that those two teams played. We had them ranked number one and number two in the Future Basketball right. Magazine, Garen number one and Burbuff number number two. And I know Burbuff uh, was able to come out with a nine-point win tonight. But uh, talk about the sectional draw. That will be, uh, you know, wow. a, a yeah. very exciting deal to find out how that's going to turn out. But uh, real quickly, back to those, those girls uh, in – 4A, I mentioned Lawrence Central. We had them number one, but of course they're going to have a fifth challenge from uh, Lawrence North, and all the teams in sectional 10 are outstanding. We already talked about 3A a little bit, but how about in 2A? We had North Knox number one, and we ranked South Knox number six, but I know that (laughs) they are, they're number two in in the uh, girls poll. And yeah. the only loss that South Knox has is an overtime loss to North Knox. So right, right. that, 
you know, that kind of sectional draw, there's going to be a lot of people at Bicknell and South Knox and Vincennes area wondering what's uh, how that's going to play out. And then finally in Class A, uh, Lanesville, defending Class A champion, we had them number one. But Borden is in that same sectional. They've got a full right. starting lineup of sophomores. And, in fact, on February 27th, they play an afternoon game against Bedford North Lawrence. I may make the trip down south to see how uh, Class A Borden fares against Bedford. But uh, I think that uh, Borden may be a year or so away. But Lanesville, uh, defending champion, uh, that draw will matter as well. So there's a lot of uh, intrigue by this weekend's draw for sure. It matters to my broadcast partner, Mr. Greg Rakestraw, who is a Lanesville graduate. So he'll he'll be fired up about that. All right, for sure, Kip. I'll thanks call you so tomorrow much. with an update on what I've learned about uh, the snow. So. I look forward to it. <laughs> thanks a lot, David Deaton from WKLO joins me. A little uh, postponement today, David Deaton. What game were you going to have that got called off? Well, we were supposed to do the Salem Court and Central game tonight, and Coach, the Panthers were going to honor their 2001 through 2004 oh, sectional champions oh, tonight, but yikes. that's been pushed back to tomorrow night along with Hall of right. Fame night, so it made Saturday that much bigger down Got in Corridan with the Charlestown Pirates coming to town, but the Salem game has been pushed back to an afternoon game on February 3rd down in Corridan, so they'll try it again in a couple weeks but the weather the the road's just a little too slick especially in the side Uh, roads around southern indiana uh the highways are in good shape and then you top it off with this arctic blast that we've had round two coming in thankfully a much shorter term on this one but it got that game canceled and we're keeping our eye on orleans and austin tomorrow afternoon because we're slated to do that game as well in the afternoon before going down to corridan so it's uh, caused a little bit of a shuffle in the schedule. Most games have been rescheduled in southern Indiana, the ones right. that weren't played tonight. Right. But a few teams were able to get some games in. So that was the good news. At least some of the games uh, were able to be played tonight. All right, be careful tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow night, okay? All right, sounds good, Coach. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, David. Thanks for calling. Final break, final thoughts. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. All right, Brendan King, you and me, baby. I'm going to wrap it up now. Uh, I was just telling Corbin, probably against the wishes of my cardiologist, but the, the bitter cold, you know, I walk every day, every morning. Um, just throwing an extra layer. I, I, haven't, I, I took a couple mornings off because of the bitter cold, but I've managed to slug it out on the rest of them. And so, uh, you know. Dress appropriately, shorten up your walk, and get your get your workout in. That's the name of the game. Well, you went from a uh, very cold minus seven to a fresh crisp seventeen today. So, yeah, I, it was, uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, I was sweating. I was <laughs> so. Plus, I I don't know. I have uh, I have great outerwear. How's that sound? All right, <laughs> big brag. Pacers. What, yeah, what's up with the Pacers? Talk yeah, to me. Uh, going to the fourth quarter, as we said, 11 points in the uh-huh. NBA virtually is nothing. Pacers erased that pretty quick in the third quarter. But yeah. back to a six-point game, Portland on top Ooh. of Indiana. But 
it's the start of the fourth quarter again. If eleven is nothing in the NBA, six is minuscule. Yeah. Uh, six, is, no. So yeah, no. A full full right. quarter to go, but uh, it has been back and forth. I'll tell you what, Portland has played good ball. Of course, Chauncey Billups is their head coach, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and you know Jeremy Grant's been solid. Thirty points for Portland. Pascal Siakam's looked sharp. Sixteen points, four boards in his debut, uh, and good to have Halliburton up back out there too. I know these guys are pros. I, I know that you know they understand how to do this, but I would temper everyone's expectations. When you add someone to the mix, uh, it takes it takes a while. Uh, things change for literally everybody. So, you, don't, you know, they're going to be good. They're going to continue to play at a high level. They're going to be the still be the best, the the most fun team around. But uh, don't think they're going to – the addition of Siakam is going to suddenly catapult them to uh, some stratospheric leap. They're good. They're going to get uh, better. But uh, be a little bit patient. That's, that's, my, uh, that's my thought. All right. Busy day in uh, college basketball tomorrow. Uh, busy, busy day. Bulldogs hosting DePaul. DePaul's not very good. We're hopeful that the dogs uh, take advantage of that tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, this is one that you need. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to steal a line from our friend JMV, but this is must win if, if you're a dogs fan, right? I mean, you're about to enter the month of February. As you said, DePaul's at the bottom of the barrel in the Big East. You've right. dropped a few in a row. Uh, you got you to gotta go get this one because at least the dogs benefit. This is the first of two matchups with DePaul coming in the next month and a half or so. Um, so, you know, the schedule, with all due respect to them, lightens up a little bit, and you got to go take advantage. How would you like to be me doing the IUPUI Robert Morris game at the uh, Farmers Coliseum uh, on the Indiana Fairgrounds campus, so to speak? And tomorrow is uh, the home show. <laughs> is it really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all good right, luck to King. you in traffic. There you go, brother. Have fun. Thanks so much. Great job by Brendan King and Corbin Lingenfelter. Thanks so much to our great stations to bring the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.